This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Are we live? Or not live, but are we, we recording? We are. Okay. Hey, this is the Hooniverse podcast, episode whatevs. I actually wrote whatevs because I don't know. I think it's like 185. That's cute. That 186. You think you're a 19 year old girl. I don't know. <laughs> two totes. Depends on when I spice just latte. Toss a fucking semen episode in there. Super semen. Uh, so we're in the studio. Yes. It's the three of us. The three best friends anyone could have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 2017. That's true, too. Although your hair looks like it's, uh, I don't know, more like 1897. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe right. you've been gone for several years <laughs> out at sea. What year is it? <laughs> uh, your hair gets be, longer. Ours just gets bigger. This is supposed to be like a holiday beard hair thing, sure. and it is going away soon, and it's fun, but I'm over it. I got to break this to you. It There's no like more shit. manual transmissions. Oh. It's year 2022. Oh, what a world! What a world! Awesome. Uh, so we have a few things to talk about. Uh, I didn't. I made some notes, but we're not going to do news because it's the new year, and who gives a shit? Uh, we could talk about Faraday Future being a big scam, but we won't get into that. Uh, I'm driving an Audi Allroad this week. And what breed of horse is that? It is a Siberian horse. Is there okay. a breed of horse called I, Siberian? I know they sure. would be frozen. It's a Trans-Siberian Deutschhorse. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's an Audi A4 wagon that is slightly lifted with wheel arches and skid plates, um, and I love it because you can't really get any other wa- Audi wagons here. You know I love wagons mm-hmm. for some stupid reason. Uh, I think it looks better than any crossover out there. Just the shape of it. Yeah, crossovers got- are easier to get in and out of. They're too tall though. The proportions are wrong. They but they they've got crossovers have. Oh, I will fully admit crossovers have only gotten better since the crossover but Zach- emerged. They're safer because they're bigger. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what is a, a true thing about them being taller? Older people, it is easier for them to get in and out of. Oh, yeah. It's There's the, less the hip, of the the hip yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah, hip point. true. Um, they drive a lot better. There's more attention to the chassis. You know, it's not just like a car that's lifted now. It's actually designed with proper dampers and all this stuff. But this Audi wagon out there is fantastic. And yeah. I took it to the mud because it rained in Southern California. And I got some heat on the Twitters because uh, actually friend of the show, Michael Bonofsky, who's been on the show, thought it was really stupid to devote, he's called it column, but obviously, you know, this will be video, to devote inches of column to uh, so many inches of column. I knew there was a dick joke coming. (laughs) To devote it to doing something in a vehicle that no owner will ever do. And he's 99% right that no owner will ever do it. I, I think that's part of it. I have that. family that live in the middle of nowhere that actually get real use out of it like that. If you live in, like, Montana or you live right. in western New England or, or Vermont. something. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's actually a very useful car. Now, I might take it a step further by running down a trail. Like, on the trail, it was nothing but lifted Jeeps and trucks. And they were giving me odd thumbs up and they had the camera phones out. But – um, we found this one section that was just a giant bowl of mud, 
And I was like, oh, oh I was boy. with uh, Josh Ostrander, who's been helping me shoot a lot of stuff. I'm like, get out. Because he had his <laughs> drone. And so the drone, you know, straight up, looking down, like, give me a few minutes here. And I was about to start doing donuts, and a truck was coming down the trail. I'm like, oh, I stopped. They're like, no, no, you go ahead. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Whoop, 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 whoop. And it was hard. It was initially hard to get it to fully rotate because it is an, it's Audi's all-wheel drive system, and yeah. it's not the R8 all-wheel drive system. Um, so there was some left foot braking involved and then hard on the gas to, you know, to, to mitigate understeer and then just throw all that power as much as you could and get it around. And, and it was getting it to kick out and it was fucking fun. So then we stopped, changed angle of the drone and I waited and then some more Jeeps came by. I'm like, Oh no, I'll, you guys go. And they're like, no, no, you go ahead. And so that happened like three times like that. I'm like, plop, 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 plop. and I only went in one direction, which was dumb because now one side is way muddier than you the went, other side. Did you go counterclockwise? I went counterclockwise. Yeah. That's the easier one. It is do. for, yeah. yeah. Right, unless we were British, and then we would go the other way. Right. Um, which we learned at Drift 101. Well, at least the mud was soft, because I remember some horror stories of people doing donuts in gravel, and the gravel gets fired back right in time for your back end to whip around and connect with those rocks. Yeah, <laughs> there is no better way to destroy a car than donuts and dirt. No, yeah. this was this was nice and uh, really, like, juicy mud. So, like, when you step out, your sneaker has that little, like, squish to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was good mud. There weren't really any rocks there. And I could have kept going down the trail because, I mean, the Audi was more than capable. I'm like, yeah, our footage is good. Let's, let's go now. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, I will say on the highway, cause I haven't washed it yet because I like, you know, Jeeps and Range Rovers to look at it and go, what am I doing wrong? Like, why have it, why is it my, why doesn't my car look like that? Um, so I haven't washed it yet. So there's a lot of mud caked in those wheels. There's a bit of a wobble through the steering wheel. It's not terrible, but I'm assuming that car has an electronic power system, power steering system. So for me to feel it at all, really, it must be a decent little wobble, yeah, but it's yeah. it's all mud based. Nothing broke. Yeah, you'll just spray out the wheels. We did that long ago with uh, fuck what was that Lancey Rally Art, and I definitely thought it, we'd broken something doing a rally cross school. Yeah, and it was just lots of. We had to spray it out twice. Like sprayed it, oh, drove yeah. it, still bad. Brought it back, just really and the like van. shoved the nozzle in there. And the van too. What van? Remember the van that got stuck in the wood in the uh, mud in Texas? Rental car. Someone yeah. else handled that. Yeah, yeah, that's somebody else's deal. Um, Press car, our problem. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That, I did get a suspension fault at one point, but it went away. It said, there's an issue with the suspension, but it's safe to keep driving. There was no droop. Nothing felt wrong. There were no bangs. And I'm like, all right. And then we stopped for lunch. Yes, and was- when I turned the car back on... The fault was gone. I'm sure it was vibrating so much it thought your dampers were shot. Well, I'm, I'm guessing there was probably mud like in the the coils of the spring or something like that. And then it just kind of shook itself loose. It fixed itself. It fixed itself. I, that's not something Audis do. No, I was just going to say, that might be the first Audi <laughs> right. in history that's ever done right. that. Right. Unintended hmm. suspension. That's, I mean, that's a feature. So the car is $53,000, which is tons of money, but I think it's... Like the low side, I feel like the low side of fifty for a pretty loaded Audi wagon is not a bad place to be. Those price-wise. cars have never been cheap. Those those Audi Allroads have right. always been. It's an expectation that they're expensive, right? And I know several people that have bought successive generations of those cars. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. But it's uh, if it's fully loaded, like that's where the F pace starts, right? You know, which is based. I mean, a lifted wagon, really. It's right. a crossover. It's a nice car. It's a, yeah. good, a good driving car and everything, but that's where it begins. So right. that's a pretty good And the Audi, deal. the Audi full high-level trim interior, I think, is just a, a, a few ticks nicer than the F-Pace interior. I like the F-Pace, but um, 
there are a few touch points in there where you're like, oh, okay, that's where that's where we cut a little bit of cost, mm-hmm. and and it's I and I a bit, like I said, big fan of the F pace, but the Audi feels nicer inside. Yeah. Um, so now switching gears to a different vehicle, but one that I was surprised at how expensive it was. I was back east for the holidays for a little bit um, from Christmas to before New Year's, and I drove a Lincoln. I actually got a Ford product because I was not on the West Coast. Imagine that representation. I, got, I drove a Lincoln. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so it was the Lincoln MKX, which is perfect for my wife, daughter, and I to arrive at the airport and load a tons of shit into. I had zero expectations, but I will say that I think Lincoln has quietly been designing some really good-looking cars, and the interiors have been just phenomenal, um, like really under the radar. And this was pretty good, especially because it had a 2.7-liter twin-turbo EcoBoost motor. It's a good engine. Makes 370 pound-feet of torque. Yeah, they put that in F-150s, and it's totally ample for that. Yes. Um, So, I mean, I I was super enjoying this car. I was shocked at the price tag. If you had to get, like, so I polled everybody, like, friends and family while we were there, uh, and most of them are non-car people, and they were all right around the correct price range, and I was way lower. Like mm. if you had to guess what that car would cost, what would you guess? It was fully like loaded MK. It was it was like it was it wasn't fully loaded. It was like three quarters of the way loaded. I'll say that all wheel drive or front wheel drive. It was all wheel drive. Thirty four thousand. Thirty nine. You're both so far off. It was sixty. What? <laughs> so think about how much the Ford Edge that it's based on costs fully loaded. That's true. That's a forty-five thousand dollars car, right? That, yeah. So this thing right. starts at forty-four. I'm sorry. No, it was. I was guessing it was going to be like forty-three, which is I'm already wrong. It was sixty, and everybody else who's not a car person was saying like, oh, 62, 61. That's interesting. That's like that. That would be a Lincoln commercial, right? Right. There. It's like totally. Hmm. Um, and. And then you think about it like, well, yeah, because I guess you, edges can be super expensive, the edge yeah. sport, and then explorers aren't cheap anymore. And, you know, um, I have a hard time justifying that much money for Lincoln. Oh, yeah, totally great. But I will say it was a really good car. Well, so, it's, so you just came out of the all, uh, out of the Audi. So how were how was like the interior design and materials and stuff compared to that? Because like, you know, Cadillac part or cars. My big complaint, as far as the price goes, is usually interior selection or material selection Although design is inter- not quite there. The right. interiors and their crossovers have been pretty good for a while. I haven't driven the XT5. I'm sure I've that's much better. Like the SRX was pretty decent for for its age. I mean, it's a few years old now, but it's fully competitive with like the Lexus. Well, the new Escalade one. is much better than it used to be. Oh yeah, Escalade yeah. different. But like, I, I had a I had an ATSV a couple weeks ago, and like it, the gauge cluster, you're like, come on, right? Come on, you know. yeah. They, um, they layer up the leather on the dashboard like pancakes, and you're like, that doesn't make it right. nice. So the, the 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 interior of the Lincoln, it was, I mean, it felt it was it was very nice. Um, the Audi still feels a, like a touch above in terms of like quality of things, but the Lincoln didn't. The Lincoln well, felt wow. appropriate. Would you, in that price bracket, you're also talking like a Lexus RX. You're also talking. Um, well, I'd get this over the RX because the engine. Alone, like for the because the Lexus that RX is boring as fuck. What does a base Macan come in at? Macan's smaller though, so like Macan would be like. And we, I was also impressed with the size. So like our CX five is like is just at the limit of it being comfortable to take Sloan in and out of her car seat. This right. was more comfortable, and oh, there was Sloan, more room, yeah. in, and there was more room in the back. I say that all the time. I bet. Um, so there, there's there was. 
more room than you'd expect out of this MKX. Well, I remember the MKT, which I actually saw today, which is a rare sighting, was an excellent transport vehicle. It's great to be picked day. up at an airport it is, in yeah. MKT. It is an unfortunate looking hideous. vehicle. Right. It was. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a town car replacement. No, like, oh, you need to ride But it's the one that no one thinks about. Everyone's like, I love the town car. Like, if you sat in MKT, it's got a turbo. It's got like, USBs it's it's got everywhere. Room. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like, I've seen, what is it, the MKZ, I want to say? Like, I'm really, the fusion-based sedan. The the tail end of that car is very good looking. Like the rear three quarter view of that, it's just this for the front. You know, right, the, right. the baleen whale joke oops, is old and dead, but I'm still. It's a good reference. And they've, like, and they've toned it down dumb. a little bit. It, a little it's bit. still there. It's still, it's still there. This the three quarter angle, the, especially the rear three quarter on this MKX was also really good. There's like a little spoiler built in to the mm-hmm. top of the rear hatch. Yeah, I was good, impressed. Okay. So, but thanks for never giving us cars out here to, to test drive Ford. Uh, <laughs> so I'm actually trying to, I have a trip to Texas and I'm trying to line up uh, Ford stuff there. Cause I know a different PR. You'll have to just travel different parts of the country to get. Yeah, Ford no, press absolutely. Cars. Absolutely. Um, um now moving on to a yeah. different story. I, I want to get your guys take on this. So there was a, um, before Christmas, there was a holiday party for motoring journalists in the area. The Motor Press Guild mm-hmm. had their annual end-of-year yep. awards and holiday party. And they held it at a really cool museum in Irvine, the um, the Maracone Museum, I think it is. Really cool automotive museum. I drove the truck because it wasn't that far from my house. And I was like, you know, I'm going to drive the truck because it's a car thing and there's going to be other car people. And it's at a car museum. I'll bring the truck. I pull up right out front. And as I pull up to valet... And I noticed there's a spot right to my right where I could pull forward and then back into it. Like super fucking easy. I pull up the valet and I go and he's like, hey. And I'm like, uh, do you mind if I just park it? Uh, you know, and I can park it right there. He's like, oh, hold on. I got to ask my manager. I'm like, motherfucker. So the manager comes over. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever he says. I'm like, yeah, do you mind if I just park it? It's just, you know, there's there's things like. I didn't want to go into this long thing. Like, I'm sure you guys can drive fine. You all know how to drive stick, but and it's, it's not you. It's the old truck. truck. It's, it's an old, old yeah. truck. Old cars. You don't know that you don't need to go into first gear and this and that. And you don't know mm-hmm. that what a fucking manual choke is. And they're like, no, we're, we're really supposed to park it. I'm like, I can literally park it right there. I'll pull forward and back and it'll be done. He's like, yeah, but then we need the keys. I'm like, I will give you the keys. And I want to say like, and I will tip you. For letting me do this. He's like, no, we're really supposed to park it. I'm like, all right. And I want to say, all right, go fuck yourself. Blop, blop, blop. But I didn't add that last part. I was like, all right, fine. And I just parked it on the street. So I was like, you know. And so was I dumb for not letting them park my truck or was I justified? No, the- you should have just went, sorry, do you know how to operate a choke? <laughs> and then they would have went, oh, yeah, park it yourself. Yeah. Or it'd be funny if you said, actually, I have a Model T. I'm pretty surprised. Do you know how to operate an accelerometer? <laughs> we've, we've parked cars uh, at hotels and things, and if it's a special car, it's got weird stuff. Like, they usually never, if you say, yeah. look, man, I'll tip you, but I, I'm responsible for this, or it's got some weird stuff. Do you mind? I've never had anyone resist. And I, and, and I've parked, like, not even crazy stuff, like a Nissan GTR, which is exotic, but it's not, like, insane. I, there was a hotel in Huntington Beach. I'm like, do you mind if I just park this? He's like, yeah, pull right over there. Thanks. They don't, they don't want to touch it. If Did they, they park it. your truck in the spot you wanted it to be in? Or, or no, no, you went and parked on the I street. I said, fuck it. I left the lot, parked yeah. in the street, walked over all cranky and pissed off. Maybe they didn't want it up front. There was, it was a, there were other old vehicles there. Like and, better, and better ones, that though. one side of my truck looks good. Because so, I even had people like, man, trucks looks good. I'm like, oh, yeah, the dent's on the other side. And, so people um, arriving would see the dent, but people would No, leave. no, people, you, would have, you would only have seen because you come in and it's like a U. So you wouldn't have seen the other side of the truck. But people leaving the establishment would have seen the dent. No, because okay. they were in a car on the other side. Oh, they, okay. they wouldn't have seen it. 
I don't know. That's weird. It's just, well, some, you know, the shock they wouldn't let The great park. irony of this is, is that, you know, it's they'll put up the stink and go, no, we're supposed to park it. And then if they do anything to fuck it up, they go, well, we're not going to cover it. Um, yeah, well, maybe th- and this, no, was, this was contracted valet. Like this museum doesn't normally right. have valet. Okay. So I don't know if they're like the boss's boss was like, like, no, no, no. We got to park all the cars. Or, or, or I really think it was just like a no. He's not going to tip us if well, we do this. Move. I always, That's what I think yeah, it was. Possibly. I mean, I always love it when you get the valet tickets and the on the back of the valet ticket it says we are not responsible for any damage that we cause to your car. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Like uh, I think a lawyer could beat that, depending on the damage. Yeah, you could. Considering you handed it to me after we made the financial transaction. Right. Right. You have my money. I didn't know about this beforehand. So. I mean, they might be worried that if you pull in next to another car and you hit that car, well then. Their insurance doesn't cover it, but right. you might argue that your insurance won't cover it. That could be a big kerfuffle. Well, yeah, I feel like in that case, I'd I'd be the one who was. But from their eyes, which sure. are clearly not that smart, they're like, this might be a big issue. <laughs> and I don't know where they're from or why they have that, but it's right. just they they didn't I, I really think, think the, outside the box. The, the moral of the story is start with condescension and then work off from there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was trying to be nice, and I, it, no, you don't always. Have, that's the problem. Is being nice a lot of times is just a green light right. for people to be unreasonable. Now. Speaking of our own vehicles, Zach, yeah, Zachariah, how is your your BMW? Uh, it fixed itself, it, like like your Audi. It, did it really? The Wait, check engine light. Is this a Christmas off. miracle for both cars? Well, I'm not sure about that because I don't believe in that sort of thing. But well, neither it, do I. But it but was besides. Uh, it was it fixed itself. That's how good the M3 is. You know, you don't have to believe in God, but you can believe in Christmas. Oh, that it, it is a thing that exists. That's true. Good point. I mean, we celebrate Christmas, right? I do. Uh, it would have. You and I are of then, the same. N- no faith. Then it would be. But I celebrate Christmas. Then it would be a. And I'm of a slightly more aggressive no faith. <laughs> it would be a uh, faith no more. A surprise occurrence that happened yes. around the time of Christmas. It okay. wouldn't be a Christmas miracle. It would be a coincidence. Uh, um, <laughs> Christmas coincidence. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a check engine light on for a month. And then there's this stupid thing with the encryption with the, right. the thing. Dealerships doesn't call me back about it. because oh, cocks. I talked to Rick Ratcliffe, and he's like, dude, it's possible the dealership doesn't even have a computer that can plug in. And they, like, they might have given that computer update away because this was 14 years ago. Um, so he's on You're the case. Like he's got a friend. Shop, maybe. That's what he knows someone that owns an E46 and runs a shop. They could probably help me out. But oh, that's good. The, uh, the check engine light turned itself off. So – Clearly not a problem anymore. Yeah, it's fixed. Car's fixed. Car's fixed. Car's perfect. Car's fixed. It's probably an O2 Car's fixed. It's a good car. Car runs good. Um, I'm waiting for uh, some Christmas. What am I going to say? Some uh, Yeah, I'm waiting for some, some, some Christmas-timed income to come in, and then ah. I'm going to pay the big annoying sum of money to get the subframe reinforced and do the subframe bushings at the same time because it's developed a telltale diff clunk of Ooh. a uh, bushing that is too old. Um, so that's that's that. I'm just I'm really ready to drive the shit out of it, diff but clunk. I can't yet. That's our thrash rock band. He's different. What up? We're Diff Clunk. Da, 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 da. We like cars and we also like music. Yeah. What do you play? Band. Hello, welcome to Diff Clunk. We're mostly power slop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. So you got some things coming. Opening by Rag Joint. Yes, yes, that'd be my band actually. Yeah, I just want to do that thing and then go drive it hard and do burnouts and take it to the. Uh, I know I've been saying this for two months, but it's like you want to push it to the limit. Well, I don't, you know. I, I, Aaron rode in the car with me. He's like, you're not 
getting after it as hard as I thought you were. I'm like, because this is an expensive thing when things break. <laughs> but like, you're probably like shifting early and stuff. No, I'm not shifting early. I'm just like, I'm not doing a burnout. I'm shifting. You're I'm gently shifting driving it to red line. Uh, if you shift hard, like you hear the diff movement and the clunk. Uh, and like, if that gets worse, it will exacerbate my, a new problem. I, I think it's wise not to take the advice of the man that bought the tragically totally. malfunctioning M3. If I, do no, if I do the opposite of what Armin says, I'm doing the right thing. Right. Yes. Um, nice. So that's the plan is to just pay the, like two thousand dollars to do the, all the subframe stuff wow it's done because they have to take the entire subframe off and wow things and then put two thousand dollars yeah have fun with your bmw <laughs> holy shit <laughs> well i i mean how many podcasts was i on where i was like never buy a, ju- a used german car yeah and then here i am Woof. That's fun. Yeah. Chris, so what's going on with your cars? Uh, well, the Fiesta is still having electrical faults. Still. Because Ford. Have you driven one lately? <laughs> no. Um, Not counting Lincoln. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then the Corvette just came back. Uh, still having electrical. No, I'm, I'm shocked it's still having electrical problems. Yeah. Well, it's, Your door is ajar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's ajar, according to Ford, it's all like a, of the time. It's like a Douglas Adams written joke about your car. Oh, my door is ajar. Yes. What's the probability of that? Uh, um, it's so it's somewhere between 42 and go fuck yourself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, and then the Corvette. Uh, Rick Radcliffe called me up and goes, hey, you got those seats in the Corvette. Uh, what if I let my kids work on them for a project? I'm like, all right. So we brought him. Uh, he came and picked up my my stock seats and my uh, my aftermarket ones that I won't mention the brand because they suck. Um, <laughs> you can mention it. I don't care. Uh, no, that's right. That's right. I hate them. It's Corbeau. Their, ra- their rails suck. <laughs> so what we did is we grafted the stock Corvette rails on with all the power functions and everything with the Corbeau seats. Oh, that's cool. And Rick dropped them off last night. Looks like they're going to fit up just fine. We test fit one. And I'm just going to put it back together this weekend. And that's cool. And the Corvette should be functioning again. Nice. He needs to sell his Z06, Rick. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. If anybody wants to buy a Z06, uh, Rick Radcliffe. A super clean one that's been gone through by, like, Black. a master tech. One that has oh, a tow four, hook I believe. that has never been driven on a racetrack. <laughs> it's true. I think he's got uh, aftermarket brakes on it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he has Willwoods. Yeah, yeah does yeah. Willwoods. And, I mean, every, you won't need to replace the bushings in that car. I'll say no. that because he went through the entire thing. But he told me. I was like, and Jason Connor did a massive brake stand in it, but that was a long time ago, and I think the tires have been replaced. Oh, yes, they have been. <laughs> they they, realistically, in the only problem with the car is that Rick is just too big for it. Well, he's like 6'5", and the seats don't go that low. Six, like, six. He's, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's true. He looks taller than that. I heard he was 6'9". You win. <laughs> yeah. One upper. Uh, anyhow. Did you harvest enough food in your field for the winter? Are you going to make it through, it's you and your be, seven it's children? It's going to be a tough harvest this year. It's going to be a tough harvest. <laughs> One of our kids. Gonna gonna go, die. He's gonna go home and render fat. Mm, you look that's like what a, I do every day, sitting in front of the computer. You look like a Union soldier. <laughs> uh, I fight for the North. <laughs> hey, Margaret, I'm back. Like, <laughs> oh, I've uh, taken another lever. Frankly, my dear, Did I don't your give a damn. Um, so that's good. Corvette's gonna be on the road. That sucks. That the Fiesta is not. Be well, giving you party time. Yeah, the Fiesta will go to Ford as soon as the Corvette's back up and running here very shortly. So, um, Hoon Truck, we have some upgrades coming. We're working on a project. We're going to do a little video series on the Hoon Truck where we're going to fix a few things. 
and upgrade a few things. So the initial plan, and feel free to sound off if there are ideas out there, for those of you listening, for things that you think I should do. But my basic plan is to fix the valve seals and then swap in a steering column so I don't have the, the spear of death while also you know, addressing rag joint and steering box issues. And then after that, we're going to do exhaust and headers. Uh, and then I want to do a cam. And then I'd like to do a new pedal box, but that's like low on the list, um, just because I want some cool pedals in there. Like yeah. it's really low on the you're list. Gonna do, you're gonna you're gonna fix valve seating. Valve seals, yeah. I would strongly recommend doing your cam and the and the valves at the same time. Oh yeah, because you're gonna want to pull those heads to get everything done properly. I love pulling head. Right. Well, um, so I mean, we're, it's gonna be a big video series, so we can we can do it all at this, you know. We're going to have to shoot like five episodes over the course of a long weekend, yeah. which sucks. And I'm actually going to probably tow the truck to the Bay Area to shoot it with uh, my partner in Hooniverse because he knows how to do this stuff. That's a good idea. And he's going to show me. Yeah. And the whole idea is going to be like, hey, I'm going to help with this. And then he's like, nah, I'm going to I'm going to fix what you just did. Mm-hmm. The great thing for that thing is that all the parts together come out to like three dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah. For my truck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not to mention some of the stuff that I'll get for free uh, because I'm an asshole journalist. How long have you had that truck? Um, Two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like a year and a half to a year and a half, two years. Like How old's your daughter? 18 months. Is it safe to call it the poon truck? <laughs> it might be. That's kind of funny. Um, I feel like I've had the truck. It must be two years then. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, well, so, probably yeah. like two years and three months. So, <laughs> um, so that's the plan for the truck. Uh, that you'd probably see the results of those videos in early spring because uh, we obviously haven't shot them yet and we have tons of other shit in the way to edit. So there's that. And then right now what we're going to do is take a break and then we're going to come back and answer your social meteor questions. Meteor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> meteor. And we're back on the interweb. Yay. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Patreon questions like we always do. First up, this one's from Definitely Not Changing My Name, Shut Up Jeff. Aside from the shrimp buffets, flights to exotic locations, and being thrown the keys to endless cars, what is the best part of what you do and why do you keep doing it? Uh, the best part are the cars. That's, I mean, the answer is the cars. That's why I do it. It's for the cars um, and definitely not my massive 29,000 YouTube subscription or my – 5,800 or so Twitter followers. What about uh, <laughs> the thousands of dollars of income? Yeah, definitely not for that. <laughs> um, uh, over the course of a year, thousands of dollars Yes, of that's what I mean. Um, yeah, it's the cars. The, the reason I do this is because the cars and, and I don't want to work in an office. So uh, there's that. There's that. Uh, Marshall Cash, which is smarter, the F-150 trucks losing weight like the aluminum body or going hybrid like the 2020 announcement? How will country agricultural slash hick markets react? Um, I mean, already pissy. Yeah, they don't like the loss of the V8. You know, it's it's people cling to these ideas of what things are supposed right. to be. I mean, and, going hybrid eventually just kind of makes sense for a truck. I think, like as batteries get better and all that instant electric torque could be a nice thing. And they're, they're not going to, they'll never release an F one hundred and fifty where it's not as capable. 
Yeah. Like the engines right. might be smaller and don't that done don't make as good as much dung noise, but the truck is just as or more capable. Here's the thing: is Americans are incredibly adept at having short memories and being exceptionally stupid. Yep. Um, everybody right now is buying gigantic vehicles and all the small cars are cutting back production on them because everybody forgets that when gas gets cheap, it very shortly thereafter gets expensive again. It's not like we're going to have unlimited cheap fuel until the right. end of time. We will be at 4 or $5 gas again sometime in the next year or two. Sure. I'm sure of it. And then all those people are going to go, I can't stand my 10-mile-per-gallon vehicle. And then I'll laugh at them and go, get an aluminum hybrid F-150, you retard. <laughs> yeah. I think what was the question which one's the better choice? Yeah, That's I fun. think both of them are the right choice. I think I mean I think the aluminum is the is the the larger step I believe because it's aluminum. Not in this country. Oh, I guess who are you fighting for again? I believe it's <laughs> with, with that hair from Boston, you're fighting the British. Um, That's true. I mean, the aluminum benefits the hybrid system. If you had a super heavy steel truck and you added a hybrid system, which remember they did that with the Tahoe, like it added 1 mile per gallon yes, benefit. Yes, don't forget all of the stickers that told you it was a hybrid. Yeah. Right, exactly. There was seven. But, uh, like, if you made the thing lighter, then it will, any powertrain in the future will benefit it. Yeah. I think that was a big, good step in just the truck's right, evolution. Right, right, No, so we are – we think both of them are correct. Kevin Schrage, for potential Hoon truck replacements, what are the top three suggestions you're open to besides a 60s Mercedes diesel wagon? They didn't make a 60s Mercedes diesel wagon. But what are the three you're most likely to ignore, i.e., I don't care how clean it is. I don't want a 79 Cutlass. That's true. I don't want any cars past 75. That's really it. I don't want any cars past 75. It has to be smog exempt in case I want to do something dumb. Didn't that get bumped up to like 78? I don't think so. I think they're talking about doing it. Okay. I don't think it has though. But they're talk. I think they're talking about doing that. Um, I mean, it'd be great if the rolling import exemption was also a rolling smog exemption. That'd be fucking amazing. Um, Everybody thought it was. I oh, I've imported a an a Skyline and it has an LS one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My nineteen ninety whatever right. has no smog. Has right. no smog restrictions. But then, like a seventy nine Cutlass, you'd be like, yeah, let's fucking put an LS three in it, and donk mm-hmm. the shit out of it, It'd be rad as fuck. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I. The truck isn't going away yet, uh, so I, I'm still in the air. We're we're gonna do these upgrades to it, and then I'll see what happens. So, but I still really want like a fintail Benz. After these upgrades, it'll probably drive like real good, like Corvette style. It'll be <laughs> well. The plan really the plan isn't to it. push it too far to where I don't yet need. You don't have to worry about brakes. That. I know I don't <laughs> suspension. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not adding 500. Uh, so, uh, headers asks, Hey, Jay Glucks, at what point does finishing a project car become a matter of pride over enjoyment of the original goal? Happy New Year to all. It's, uh, we're well past that point, and I want to really blow more the of car a up. It's shame at this point. Oh, it's massive shame. Yes. I have a scarlet H for Hemi on my chest. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm thinking about things to do with the car, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Dan Mosqueda, did you get an Xbox One yet? Will you be playing Forza Horizon 3? I've had one for two to three years and i had forza horizon 3 before it came out so yes but i just got the thing hooked back up in my new condo so but yeah i totally have an xbox one wow you just like triple humble bragged that was amazing (laughs) because the condo part of the i've actually had the system for quite a while and the game but i just moved into my own house (laughs) so i haven't set it up yet so is that one of those new fangled latex condominiums Yes, condom idioms. Yes, <laughs> condom idiom. We're moving on to Twitter questions. Uh, let's see. I or guess. as you call them, the pores. <laughs> no, no, mm-hmm. you do. I, well, off air, you I do. do. I do. Um, let's see. 
where's the first fucking question? Please discuss more about the exchange you had with Panofsky regarding off-roading and the all-road. I did, but I also want to get him on the podcast in the future to talk more about that. So we're going to do that in the future. Ken Doherty at Liar Drug. Lease by Crush. Um, BMW 228i M Sport, Audi A3, Fiat 124 Abarth. Uh, I would buy the... Uh, I would buy the M Sport, lease the Audi, and crush the Fiat. I agree. What Audi A3? Audi A3, yeah. I'd crush the A3. It's just what, I'd rather get a Golf. Yeah, I, I mean that. that I think, I think that answer had, makes sense. It'd be fun for a year, right? But I think we would all buy the BMW. Yeah, I really don't like the steering box and anything other than the M2. It's very different. See, but I mean, yeah, it would be a smarter of- car. Fiat's. Have you seen what those things are going for in the wholesale market now? No. Oh, the 500e's. Yeah. Yeah. Four thousand right. dollars for it's, a and used five hundred. Like you should absolutely buy one. I mean, you should ditch your mountain. You could sell your mountain bike and buy a 500e. I could if I had a place to charge it. I, well, that's true. But uh, if I could, if I had a place to charge it, I would totally. Uh, right. The dentist leaves and charges his car downstairs. Yeah, but he owns the building. Yeah, but if you kick him twenty bucks a month, he'd probably be like, that's, cool with it. That's pretty tempting because yeah, then I don't have to. Reinforce my subframe every year. The same well, question. Yeah, and Half, you'd also you're halfway to a, at your house. Right. True. Uh, the the same question for the BMW X1, Audi Q3, and the uh, Land Rover Evoque. I would buy the Evoque, not the convertible. I would lease the Q3, and I would crush the X1 because the X1 is garbage. I like the Evoque. I'd buy the I'd buy the Q3 and lease the Evoque. Because I've seen – you can actually drive the Evoque off-road pretty well, yep. and I would do that, and it'd break it, and then it'd be a lease, and I could turn it back in. That's ah, that's actually a pretty good answer. The X1 I liked <laughs> when it was like the 335 engine. It was all low and, and beefy, but I yeah, think but they've changed not, a lot. I'd buy the Evoque and lease the Q3 because the Evoque I know is more or less just a uh, focus underneath it, mm-hmm. and it'll probably actually run. If I have to buy one of them, that would be the one. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh Brandon Maxwell at BMAX3242, E46 M3 with 15K to spend on mods or... 50? 15. Okay. Uh, or mods, on mods, or manual Audi RS4 tastefully modded. I would get the RS4 because you don't see them as often as the M3, even though the M3 is the better car. Yeah. What, E46 M3? Yeah. The noise that RS4 makes I is love incredible. the RS4. I love that fucking car. But those engines have a penchant for going boom. And that's all. It's like a two thirds of your money. Yep. That's Plus true, they're super nose rare. heavy. They're super nose heavy. Oh yeah, heavy. I know. They're, it just depends on what you want to do. Oh, but if I'm just cruising, is, I'm not tracking it. Then yeah, you know that, that car is a fantastic daily DRS four. Yep. But it's not an if that it is going to break. Right. Yeah. And it, you're going to cry because the car will be totaled at that point. E46s <laughs> never have problems. No, <laughs> never. But comparatively? No, I know. Comparatively, you know? much better. Yeah. Uh, Robert Jones at Lopan 3 Storm. Uh, Monza? Question mark. Spa? Question mark. Answer? Yes. Uh, I've never driven either, and I would love to try. I don't know where the what the question is, but I'm going to say yes I'm to I'm just going to go. Purple? Of course. <laughs> Spaghetti? Sometimes. Love it. Maple. Only an O's format. Um, <laughs> Jupiter. Stephen Bloops at Stephen Bloops. That's the greatest name today. Stephen Bloops. Stephen Bloops. <laughs> you can, yeah, let's see. Stephen Bloops has <laughs> 17 followers. Everybody should go follow Stephen Bloops. Um, you can still give the, Mo, the Wombat Mopar DNA, give it an AMC Jeep straight six. That would be fun, but no, it needs a V8. That would not make his life any easier. No. Know? 
Um, let's see. Uh, JW at JVW1983. GM bad-mouthing Ford over the use of aluminum in trucks. Does GM eat crow, or do you think they have a better product coming? I think they will eat crow at some point. They'll do aluminum, too. Right. They all will. It's just marketing. Yeah. Uh, Mike Roll at Mikey and SD catching up a podcast. Jay Glucker, please talk to David Freiberger and Stephen Dulcich about how to build a 360 408 Mopar LA for the Wombat. Uh, that might have been LS. No, Mopar LA. What's Mopar LA? Why don't I know? Uh, I, don't know. I think it's their block. Um... Longitudinal asshole. <laughs> no, that if you had put. Do you have the, a transverse uh, asshole? Oh shit, put, that should be the title. Transverse asshole. <laughs> yeah. Tra- uh, let me write that down real quick. Trans- you had a rough weekend if you got a transverse asshole. Asshole. We're gonna get. We're gonna get Not in as trouble. Bad as if it was a cross shape. Why are we gonna get in trouble? I don't know. Just transverse asshole seems like it's gonna invite some. Uh, uh, we weren't disparaging anybody. Right. We well, you know how there's like tribes in Africa that stretch their lip with plates. Yeah. There are transverse Same plates, asshole different applications. Right. Um, yeah. Look up. I don't know what LA is. I'm sure I'm losing journalist enthusiast cred here, but I don't know what Mopar LA means. I think it's their architecture. It's like a, like a Ford FE, like yeah, FE or LS or whatever. It's, it's their their architecture for their four. The Mopar la 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 la. That's what it the is. The Mopar yeah. la 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 la. Certainly, that could be the title too. Um, but I'm going to go with transverse asshole. Facebook questions. Peter Zilix, what's the best winter beater for those living in foul weather states? Uh, a ratty old Subaru. A two-wheel drive pickup truck with bald tires. Yes. Yeah. No, I think an, like an old Subaru. Yeah. No, I totally agree. My brother just bought one of those, actually. Yeah. Um, make sure they've had uh, the head gasket replaced and all the other little stuff, and then it should run for you know, quite a while. Fantastic. Anything cheap in front-wheel drive with Not a Saab. With winter tires. Ah, oh, the Northeast loves Saabs. Yeah, yeah, I know. You bite your tongue. I don't care. They're not right. There are Swedish people who would disagree with you. Those things are – have you driven one of those? No, they're uh, fucking great. You know who wouldn't disagree with me? The people that used to work at Saab. <laughs> <laughs> used to. Nick Taylor, staggered versus square wheel setups. Everything I've read says square is better for handling, minimizing understeer, and cheaper as it allows tire rotation. Staggered seems to be simply for looks, but most performance cars I notice, i.e. everybody is – Wrong. It's supposed to be EG. Uh, M2 or performance trims like M Sport have staggered wheels when base trims have square. What gives? Depends on how the chassis was designed. Yeah. Uh, depends on weight balance. There's a lot of different factors. It's probably, that. honestly, though, in most modern brand new cars, it's probably looks. I think it's, well, it's that, but it's also yeah. your turning radius gets smaller if you have wider tires. How much can you fit in the front? Um, underneath the fenders and the wider tires, you know, if you put on wider tires, it tends to tramline more and be a little more skittish. So they're when they're designing new cars, they're trying to think of all these things like, oh, is it too twitchy on the steering wheel for this user? Is it is it not twitchy enough? Is it not reactive? Like, there's all those things. If you if you get wider front tires, you get way more front bite. I'll put it. But this. you'll have more noise. You'll have yeah. more road bite. All that. All those things. If it was always, if square stance was always the right thing to do, Porsche and Corvette would have done it on the, all of their cars. Yeah, so like then, the, like there, it depends on engine because they have the engine out back, so exactly. they have the wider tires and you get all that true. delicious you know, grip. That's true. Having them close is a very good thing, but it's not always like, for example, you could end up having some undesirable characteristics if you if you do do a square stance on certain cars. Um, it may you may have. You know, you might actually want it to scrub a little bit just based upon the dynamics of that car. So. 
Um, there you go. Depends on the chassis. Uh, Joel Ramirez, I would like to lower my car for looks, but no premium shocks are available. What standard replacement shocks slash struts work well with lowering spring? Would standard replacement work well? Like, I feel like if you lower your – like, if yeah, if you use lowering springs – you can be all right. Just be careful. Like if you're gonna cut them, just don't do it cut right. That. Don't. don't I'm, cut them. I'm saying if you're going to, just do it right. Like there, it's. You're, it's there I no don't such, recommend you do it. But don't do it. Yeah, there is just no don't such do thing it. as doing it right. Cutting them or I've seen or there God are say, ways to do it right, but it's it's better to not. Be better do to, it. It's better to buy it because springs themselves are pretty cheap. So yeah. if you have right, to do springs it, are cheap. Lowering springs. springs are cheap. And by all means, like you know. I, I I get what you're saying. Where like you can cut it. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm going to flat out say don't ever fucking do it, <laughs> but certainly never take a torch to springs. That is really fucking dangerous. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, um, don't do that. Uh, Top tip, kitties. Yeah, Bill Steins or something like that, though, if you want something that's probably going to put up a little more uh, a little more of that than the factory would. Yeah, Bill yeah. Steins are usually reasonable. Bill Steins. Yes. Uh, Craig Scantleberry. Dodge is coming out with an all-wheel drive Challenger, and Ford may come out with a hybrid Mustang in 2020. Do you think Ford might use a hybrid system to make an all-wheel drive Mustang? No, nope. I don't think they will, but I do not fear the idea of, an all, of a hybrid Mustang at the same time. Uh, the, some people, people are going to freak out about that, and I find that fucking hysterical. I don't know anymore. I think they go where the market goes. Like you know, the the Ford Mustang would be like the cheap A5. So if they if they made it all wheel drive, it would be like, oh, it's a coupe you can drive all season round, and some people might be into that. As long as it was an option. If it was the only option, then right, of course right. everyone would revolt. There's no room for it in the drivetrain. But the though. but by 2020 there could be with know, electric motors. There might be if they put those up. There. 2020 is only three years. That's true. It yeah. feels like it's 40 years away. That's a good point. <laughs> I just felt really old as I said that. It's only three years away. Like, oh, shit, it's 2017. Um, okay, I'm going to go back and, uh, yeah, read some Space Odyssey. Um, your, your beard lies to you. You have not been locked away for 15 years. What year is it? Yeah. Jumanji. Uh, Ross Ballot. Car, truck, or SUV that saw the biggest improvement from one generation to the next. I'll throw a mention to the Colorado and Canyon Twins. Um, what about the Canyon Arrow? Canyon Arrow. Uh, biggest improvement from one generation to the next. It's a uh, giant question. That is a giant question. Which car question. from all genres of automobiles ever <laughs> had the biggest leap between model years? I mean, it was probably like 95 SL to like whatever the next generation Mercedes SL was. And, or and like, like it was some like 80 shit box that they. Oh, I would oh no, Camaro to Alpha Platform. Oh, to, oh, I would actually say before that, the Alpha platform is amazing, but the jump from F-body to the next one. I'm going to go with C4 to C5 Corvette because the C4. Oh, yeah, that's a good that one. Was a, that's a good that one. That was a big update because yeah. since the C5, they've all driven pretty well. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like the C, C7 is a nice car. Don't get me wrong, but you get down to C5 and you're not like, well, this is way different. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's a good answer. Uh, Douglas Robert. Oh, I got one. Yep. There was a huge improvement. Viper. The Viper went from being a pretty shitty car in, t- in terms of t- interior and driving dynamics between the previous generation and the current one. But hardcore Viper people were like, oh, it's got traction control now. It's got this. This is a pussy mobile. So like the hardcore Viper enthusiast, even though, yes, it was a much better car, yeah. um, 
there's still that segment of Viper people who are like, nah, fuck it. But you can turn that off. They're just wrong. Yeah. No, they are wrong. <laughs> uh, Douglas Robertson, have any of you been to the likes of Pikes Peak to spectate? And is there uh, and is there any races you would like to get to at some point in the future? I have. I spent eight hours on top of the mountain, and it was cool to do once. Um, so go to Pikes Peak once. I did. I spectated 24 hours of Nürburgring. I would go back to that because that was incredible. I would like to do Le Mans. I would like to do Daytona 500. Mount Washington Hill Climb. I would love to do the, to do the Mount Washington Hill Climb. Um, pretty much any World Rally Championship race would be awesome. Those, but, but the, the thing like those big, big races like the hill climb and stuff, you don't get to see much of right, the race. You right. know? So it's cool to be there and to like kind of feel that you were there and say yeah. that you were there. Like I would love to go to Baja 1000, but I know I right. won't see any of the racing yeah. and then I'll be like, huh. I feel like the the Washington Hill Climb thing needs to be like a week where we go to we go back to New England, we go to Team O'Neill and we show Zach how to New England. Yeah, so that'd be awesome. be casually racist. How to New England? Yes, How to New England. How to New England yeah. by Jeff and Chris. Yeah. It's like yeah. a weird book. We'll, oh. we'll get in a fight with my family. Um, okay. And then we'll get you in a fight at a bar. At a bar. Okay. And then we'll get you in a fight at a church. And I can and we'll just like fight I can like just support Boston and Catholicism no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Basically. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, oh, I just. Oh, I would love to see uh, F one in Monaco on someone else's dime. You're gonna very to. big dime mm-hmm. from a boat, preferably um, where I can watch it on TV. <laughs> Again, yeah. there's some races that I attending the race live. It's I mean, I guess it's the experience of being there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um oh, Isle of Man was pretty sick too, and you know, I'm not a um bike guy, but that was fucking incredible. I'd go back to that. And then uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed isn't a race, but it was Oh yeah, amazing. I, w- I want to go to Goodwood. I also would love to go to uh, Rod Millen's thing that he Leadfoot. Oh, Leadfoot. Yeah. Leadfoot's cool. Yeah, Leadfoot would be awesome. Um, Spencer Flynn, how many miles do you drive in a year? I've always wondered if you drive way more than a regular schmuck or if you are traveling so much that you don't. I don't think I drive that much more than anybody else. Uh, I know Matt has calculated his miles before, it's and he been drives a, a shit lot ton. before, but uh, it was a lot when we shot you know, two seasons of – tuned and when we were shooting tst so then we were transporting at least like 100 miles each way to go to shoots every day and he still does a lot for the one takes uh because when i have a car for the week i'm pretty much just treating it as if it was my car and i just go about my my business and then when we go shoot it i'm going no more than 40 miles away from where i shoot um like unless we have something very specific to shoot, I like I put I put twenty thousand miles on my Crown Vic in two years, which is an average of ten thousand. Which, which is actually about average. Than... Which yeah, it's a little less than the national yeah. average. But when you consider that Monday through Friday, I do not really drive more than four miles if right. I, if and I leave my house at all. If you're out of town, you're driving a press car too. Yeah, yeah, th- that doesn't count rental car miles and stuff like that. So that was just my car's miles, and those were so those were you know three day shoots. So I'm, when I'm driving, I'm I'm going I'm going like. 800 miles round trip plus like going to from locations in the battle wagon or something. If I have a press car, uh, I don't want to take it if I'm going to have it and not be able to put at least 100 miles on it just because I feel like that's a number where I'm I'm actually experiencing the car over the course of 100 miles. Um, Here's your car. You get 12. um, But so like I will drive a press car anywhere between 100 and up to like 500 on the high end. I've gone higher than that for some trips um but i somewhere between 100 and 500 for each press car um and you know divide those out over the course of a year that's it's not that many miles so i i, I did a i think i did about 14 or fifteen thousand miles last year 
Um, put a lot of miles on the Fiesta, but then I also did that. I drove my mom. I moved her to Florida. Yeah. And then after that, I went to SEMA and back in that uh, in that little in that little Ram ProMaster. Um, yeah, I definitely I. There's a lot of journalists out there who are obsessive about this stuff. Some keep like really detailed uh, gas mileage charts. Some keep general mileage charts like jason camisa posted something about mm-hmm. his fuel economy in his cars and his own fleet and he had this whole excel chart I'm like i don't not do that i don't care i just give my tax or my gas uh receipts to the uh tax lady and like get me money back um that's about it for me uh luke farlow what are your thoughts on the 2021 mustang coming with a hybrid technology we already answered that one i'm fine with it it's I, like people be like no sports cars can't have hybrids i'm like well there's Three or four amazing sports cars out there that would disagree with you right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. LaFerrari, P1, uh, Ruggiero, 918. 918. NSX. Yeah. Uh, Steven Bloops, also on Facebook. How did people poop before Craigslist was available on smartphones? They Better than Craigslist. That app. What the hell is the app? Uh, BRZO or something like that. It's not Blakesy wrong, but it's uh, this app is fucking amazing. It's it's BRZO. You, it's like ninety nine cents. You can put in any search term, and we'll search Craigslist through all of the United States. Oh, so you can just oh, do like E forty six M three, and it'll be like, all right, here are three thousand results, no, and search- then you can refine it to like prices and years, and it's yeah. fucking awesome. Search Enjoy Tempest it while that. you can. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can. It's Craigslist this, is famous for shutting shit like that. This down. app is the tits. Well, it's the titty balls. None of you guys heard about it. It was all a figment of your imagination. Yeah, don't use BRZO. I've been, I don't know, I've been using Search Tempest for a year when I was looking for cars, and it searched eBay and Craigslist uh, nationally, and you could do the same thing. Hmm. Huh. Uh, Craig on McBride, what are the plans for Hooniverse in 2017? Anything big in the works? I'm going to Spain in like two weeks to drive the Subaru BRZ performance package, and I think this includes racetrack time, so that'll be cool. We'll have our 200th episode. We will have our 200th episode. Early spring. Early spring. And we actually do have big plans for that. So if you're in the Southern California area or can get here, you should probably come. That's right. We're going to have a big Maypole Festival. Yeah, uh, buddy. Jeff's going to show up with his family, and he might yeah. have a youngin' on the way. Oh, <laughs> is that a hair and beard yep. joke? Yeah, um, you look like a colonial, you know, settler of some going, kind. We're right? going to go over his house, and we're going to we're going to jar some things. Before yeah, we're going to we're going to be jarring some things. There could be um, a new T-shirt coming down the pipe too. So uh, stay. Stay stay woke for that. Uh, Hanno Hagedorn, any driver achievements or lap times you made last year that you are proud of? Nope. Jeff, Jeff completed the Oregon Trail recently. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, I drove a parade lap at the Nürburgring. I think that was last year. No, maybe the shit. Time is, I, I drove, time is a construct. I, I think the accomplishment is I drove across the country with my mother and neither of us killed the other. That's a fucking hell of an – that's an amazing achievement. Yes. Um, no, I, I I need a lot more. Tra- That's something I'd like to do in 2017 is get a whole lot more track time. And uh, so then I can answer this question more completely. Uh, we, uh, and we'll be back with our our, our new Ranchero Lemons car. Uh, the first race I think we're doing is May or Mar- March, whatever Northern California race is then. Chris Ivey, any interest in going slash filming over the same mountains outside Ure? Colorado that drive filmed last year? No, because they already did it and no one's paying me to go. Yeah. I can't just take vacations anymore because my wife and well, yeah, both of them would murder me. Um, I, if I'm going to do something like that and trust me, I would love to do something like that. I need to make money. An infant murder is a hell of a trick. 
Yeah. The, what? <laughs> well, no. Infants no, murdering her, their not, parents. Not infanticide, oh, yes. but her murdering me. Uh, Patricide. There we go. Yeah, That's there you right. go. Fartricide. That's how's how I'm going to kill them. How was vacation? Davion Shaw, would you rather fart every time you smile or throw up every time someone smiled at you? I think I'd rather fart because yeah. farts are always funny. Yeah, I smile Except less than when people smile. Yeah, farts are funny, and I fart a lot. <laughs> I feel like since I've become a dad, I fart more. Uh, and it, this and, is the worst dad stand-up Sloan comedy ever. laughs at my farts. So that makes me want to do it even more. My wife loves it. Um, <laughs> farts are fun, man. <laughs> Kyle Noandic, what was your biz- biggest success in 2016? Goal for 2017. My biggest success was making just enough money so that my wife didn't go, maybe I should get a divorce, <laughs> which is not true. My wife loves me, but uh, and she's a wonderful person because she lets me do this. Uh, but no, I made an, just enough freelance money where she's like, all right, you can keep going. Well, you guys did buy a house. A condo, but yeah, but mostly on her salary. Um, so I make just <laughs> enough money where she's like, all right, you can keep, keep, keep. Floating in your your fant- fantasy a little bit longer. My goal for 2017 is to make more money, uh, try to get the channel bigger. What I'd really like to do is sell a show to someone or something like to expand beyond this stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, Josh Ostrander, can you buy me a new pair of shoes? My Pumas are muddy. He was the one who was doing the drone footage. For the Audi shoot. That's considered a wear item, Josh. So you, have it as a private contractor, should supply that yourself. Yes. Listen uh, up. I suggest bread bags next time. Or wellies. Uh, bread bags would be good, too. So coming up, we've got Spain and the BRZ. I might do uh, an away episode there. It will not be Scotland, so don't ask. I'm actually driving the Kia Nero in a few weeks, which I'm kind of interested about. It's their new con- compact hybrid SUV. And it burns itself to the ground after every drive. No, this one seems like it could be vague, fairly interesting. And I'm also going to well, just stay at a wonderful the, hotel in San Antonio. I'm just bringing that up because of the oh, poor the, naming. Nero? Yes. Kia Nero. Uh, but they are working on their crazy coupe, which they keep teasing, which could be really good. Or it's a sedan. I don't know. It it's, has some kind of... It's got wheels. Yeah, it's got wheels. It does have wheels. Uh, I get the Dodge Viper ACR tomorrow to do a farewell video to the Viper. So that will be fun. Um, and I'm going to drive it on the street. I'm not taking it to the track. And it's been doing what here? Excuse me? Raining nonstop. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's 40 degrees outside. So those tires will be great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so if you heard about a Viper crash, it's me. Um, and that's about it for now. So stay tuned for more information if you really are curious about what we're going to do for episode 200, which is you know probably 15 weeks from now or so, depending on this episode and depending on how many semen squeets, semen episodes we squeeze out. Yes. Well, there's a bunch of semen stuff. It's just a matter of... Uh, we're going to shoot them all out real quick. Yeah. Shoot them out. There's some, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. If there are women who listen to this podcast, I apologize profusely for my semen jokes. Um, you know who we got to get on the podcast? The Car Bros. we got to get them on the podcast. Those guys are fucking hilarious. Who are they? They do YouTube spoofy parody videos that are hysterical. Oh, yeah. Those are very good. Um, are that very was a good. random thought. Um, so that's it for this episode. We will see you next week. Or it'll be semen episodes. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yep. <laughs>